Welcome to Road Dirt, the podcast for RoadDirt.tv, your down-home grassroots motorcycle media covering what we like to call the ride life. I'm Rob Brooks, your host. Thanks for tuning in. And for this episode, it's going to cross over into the personal a little bit. I want to tell a little story about an old high school friend of mine and riding buddy named Aaron Smith. This is simply entitled, Aaron's Story. I was swinging on our front porch with my wife the other night, the sun having set behind the tree line, and the woods around our North Georgia home were awash in the glow of dozens of fireflies. It is now late May, and I suddenly found myself reflecting on a treasured friendship with an old adolescent pal named Aaron Smith. I'm not sure what triggered the memories, but I lingered there in the gathering dusk, even as Lisa excused herself and stepped inside. I bid welcome to the images, the conversations, and the shared experiences with my old friend, allowing them to fill my consciousness. I sat and savored like watching a great old movie I'd seen before, but worth viewing again and again. Aaron and I go way back to our freshman year at Fayette County High School, 1977. We met the very first day of the new school year. I had quite difficult middle school years, as many kids do, and my first day in high school was not starting very well. I had no classes with my friends, and by third period, I was hopelessly lost in the bowels of this huge new world called high school. Overwhelmed, I found myself standing in the back corner of a bathroom, quietly sobbing, afraid and embarrassed to go any further. Suddenly, a blonde-haired kid with braces and one of those prepubescent little pencil-thin mustaches walked in. He eyeballed me and asked, Dude, what's wrong? I told him my dilemma. He looked at my schedule and replied, Hey, you're in my class. Come on, I'll take you there. No ridicule, no ignoring. He just offered help. His name was Aaron. He was the first new friend I made in high school. Aaron went on to become one of those cool kids at the school, even owning and riding a 1970s-era white Harley-Davidson Sportster by our senior year. He'd ride that bike into the front student lot at the school, always giving the throttle one last nice twist before shutting down. Then when school was over, as soon as he'd kick-start it, He'd rev it again just to clear its throat, he once quipped. Much to the awe of everyone within view and earshot, of course. Yes, Aaron was a fun-loving, life-of-the-party jokester as a young man who hooked me on the old Dr. Demento show, Saturday night syndicated radio broadcast we used to get in the Atlanta area. He loved to blast our old Atlanta rock station, 96 Rock, pure rock and roll and even tried to teach me a bit of, well, what he called Spanish. He once coaxed me to try out a phrase on our history teacher, Mr. Avila, saying, hey, get Mr. A um, to uh, let you go to the bathroom and ask him in Spanish. Say this, donde esta casa de Pepe? He'll be impressed, I'm sure of it. I, however, was not so sure, and fortunately, I didn't take that bait. After our school days, Aaron enlisted in the U.S. Air Force, where he found an aptitude for flying. 
He later became an airline pilot, living the glamorous jet-setting life for the next several decades. I went to college and grad school, got married, started a family, and pursued a career in vocational education ministry. Except occasionally at class reunions, Aaron and I pretty much lost contact with each other. Our paths crossed again in 2008 when through another old high school friend named Pat, we reconnected on Facebook. The three of us began meeting up and going on motorcycle rides and spent much time talking and catching up with each other's lives and experiences. They both knew I had become a Christian back in high school and was a childhood education pastor by this time, and we shared many conversations about life, meaning, and other deep topics. The years and the miles apart brought the three of us close once we reconnected. In November of 2009, Aaron called me one Sunday afternoon, beginning with, Rob, I have something to tell you. And he went on to inform me he had begun attending the legendary Dr. Charles Stanley's home church, First Baptist Church of Atlanta, and Aaron had embraced the Christian faith. By May of the following year, he asked me to baptize him there with his mother, his sister, and her family, and Pat and his wife all present. I happily obliged, telling him, We've been friends for many years, and now I'm thrilled to call you my faith brother as well. Well, as much as sharing many deep theological conversations over the phone and in person, what Aaron also wanted to do was ride a lot, which we did over the next few years, some with Pat and Karen, his wife, others just the two of us. We traversed many of the noteworthy roads down here in the southeast, such as the Tale of the Dragon, Cherahala Skyway, Blue Ridge Parkway, just to name a few. By this time, Aaron owned a beautiful Harley Street Glide, and I still straddled my trusty Yamaha Royal Star, which I actually talked about in a previous podcast. We tent camped up in the Appalachians several times in Great Smoky Mountains National Park, campgrounds like Iron Horse Motorcycle Lodge and Blue Ridge Motorcycle Campground, riding through the mountains by day, chatting over campfires and beers in the evenings. Two old high school chums, now riding brothers, who shared not only a common passion for riding, but also a common faith. Everywhere we rode, whenever and wherever we stopped, Aaron loved chatting up the locals, bringing smiles to the faces with his charm and his sincere interest in their lives and their stories. I got a call from Aaron in March of 2012, which, after taking a deep breath, he began with, Rob, I have something to tell you. What he confided made my heart stop. He said, I have prostate cancer. It's highly advanced, stage four, and I'm scared. I was stunned. Not Aaron. The last few years flashed through my mind. Our childhood memories all resurfaced. We talked on into the evening, prayed together, shed some tears together, and I pledged, along with our mutual friend Pat, to do whatever possible for him as he faced this fiery trial. After a battery of tests and scans, the cancer was found to be in his bones also, the pelvic region, and in his lower spinal vertebrae, and now even in his liver. The outlook was bleak, the road long and torturous out before him. 
Aaron had never married, but had his parents, his sister and her family, a few of us close friends, and his church family, and he leaned into us for strength and support. Aaron battled valiantly through aggressive chemo, radiation, and some experimental treatments. I spent several nights at the hospital with him to offer any comfort, aid, and companionship I could, as did all of us. The morning of May 16, 2012, I got the call I hoped would not come. Aaron had passed away in the early morning hours. His sister Elizabeth called to inform me. I was stunned, speechless. It had all happened so fast and I couldn't get my head around it. Over the previous couple of months, the cancer had moved so rapidly there was virtually nothing that could be done to stop it or even slow it down. Aaron had fought bravely, but ultimately, the cancer overpowered modern medicine and he was transferred to a hospice down on the south side, close to where we all grew up, and there he died, not two days after being settled. I immediately called Pat, sobbing as I shared it with him, and the line went silent for a moment as he tried to digest the news himself. Neither of us was completely surprised by that stage, but the finality was still a shocking, difficult pill to swallow. Well, if you'll indulge a brief segment of faith talk here for a moment, I'd like to share some of his closing words with me. Over the last months of his battle, Aaron and I had numerous rich conversations. Aaron had traveled from fear to determination to an urgency to share his faith with anyone who would listen and finally to peace and resignation that whatever paths he had to take, God was with him and he was in good hands. One of the last nights I was with him at Piedmont Hospital, about 2 a.m., after taking another overnight round of pain meds, Aaron wanted to talk. We sat up until 3 a.m. talking about the insights he'd been learning in a recent Bible study, the opportunities to share his faith with visitors and talk with hospital personnel, and his thoughts on where all this was going. He said, Rob, I have something to tell you. I'm not afraid anymore. Whatever God's plan for me is, I'm at peace with it. If I get well, I'll keep living for Christ. If I don't, well, I'll be with him. I can't lose either way. His heart was clearly settled. His peace was made. And I could see it in his eyes under the dim glow of the hospital room lights that early morning. He was ready. That night would be the last conversation with my friend, my riding pal, my brother in the faith. I was invited to speak at Aaron's funeral where I recounted some of our memorable rides and experiences out on the roads, some fun and fond memories from our youth, and some of the intimate final conversations that we'd shared together. These brought smiles, a few chuckles, and some soft tears from those in attendance, and I think Aaron would have been pleased. It was a celebration of his life, not just a grieving at his death. In the weeks that followed, several of us helped the family go through Aaron's apartment and his belongings. I got to ride his street glide for an afternoon around Atlanta one last time before it was to be returned to the Harley dealership that held the loan. 
Sitting in that saddle, rolling on that powerful throttle, I basked in the warmth of a springtime sun. The wind in my face around his fairing, his classic rock tunes blaring and blasting through that sound system. One last ride for my friend on his prized steed, reflecting on our many shared miles and memories. The family had wanted me to have his bike, but I just couldn't. This was Aaron's baby, and it needed a fresh start in a fresh home with a fresh owner. I'd carry his memories on my own steed, the big Royal Star, which I'm still doing these years later. A shared love of motorcycling had reconnected us, carried us across many miles and roads, and enabled us to make many memories together. And I am thankful for the ties that bind. Until we meet again, my friend, God bless. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed or were touched by this episode of Road Dirt, the podcast. Thanks for indulging me. Thanks for listening. Uh, Check us out on the web, roaddirt.tv. There's an article up about Aaron with plenty of photos from a lot of our rides and, and times together, as well as our other posts. Hope you'll give that a look and a like. We're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can enter Road Dirt TV on those. Check out our YouTube channel also, Road Dirt TV. And always at the website, we are roaddirt.tv. I hope you'll go check out all of our different platforms and postings that we put up. Until next time, ride life. This is Rob Brooks signing off.